Dear, dear listener, hi, this is John Dupuy. I want to ask a favor of you. If you like the podcast, A Deep Transformation, and you're getting a lot out of it, could you please help us by going to wherever you get your podcast? It's a Spotify or Apple or wherever it is, and write, write a review. That would really help us to get this out. We really believe in what we're doing, and we're really praying and hoping this is helping people and being part of the solution. So if you could do that, it would be greatly appreciated by Roger, myself, and our team. God bless. Thank you. This is the final segment of our three-part conversation with Corey DeVoe. You're going to love this. When it was finished, we were all wrung out, inspired, and somewhat exhausted. It was very good. Welcome to Deep Transformation, Self, Society, Spirit, Life-Enhancing, Paradigm-Rattling Conversations with Cutting-Edge Thinkers, Contemplatives, and Activists with Dr. Roger Walsh and John Dupuy. Join us in the evolutionary fast lane as we take a deep dive into transformational practice, peak experience, profound understanding, powerful contribution. The integral naked thing started off really as sort of a garage band. You know, it was a bunch of 20-somethings who didn't really know much about life other than the fact we loved this work and wanted to do something together. But we had no real wisdom. We had no real experience. We had no real accomplishments behind our belt. What we had was amazingly brilliant and good-hearted people who wanted to do something new. And so we started Go Naked. And that was a blast. Those days were just a blast. I mean, if, if, if people who are listening right now who've been here for a while can just remember what the feeling was when Ken finally turned on the camera or turned on the recorder, you know, because he was a very sort of isolated private figure before all of this. And then suddenly Ken comes out of the woodwork and he starts talking with all of his celebrity friends from Alex Gray to Robert Keegan to Billy Corrigan from Smashing Pumpkins and Stone Gossard from Pearl Jam. I mean, the, the list of people that he started talking to was really pretty incredible. It was like a light had turned on. It was like dark ages of integral was over and we could now begin our sort of awkward medieval period together. Hey, Corey, I just, I just want to say I was so, so blessed by integral naked. Mm. And I started, I don't know when exactly what the archives were really shallow at that point. There weren't too many people there. And I was like, I can't believe there's stuff like this coming over the internet. It truly changed life. And I was convinced you all guys, you know, were just levitating when you meditated. And, you know, these are the most enlightened people on the planet. And I was lonely. Yeah, Everybody thought it was kind of, you know, didn't understand me. My wife didn't understand me at that point. And when I finally rolled into Boulder, it was like, oh, wow. It was like home, right? There's like, there's a recognition. It's yes. like, I yes. found my tribe. Mm-hmm. I found my people. I found my Sangha. And hey, Corey, just- can you just say, briefly say what Integral Naked it was? Yeah. So Integral Naked was basically, I often kind of jokingly say it was the world's first premium podcast. And in a lot of ways it was. This was before we had words like podcast, but all it was, was Ken was doing regular conversations with his friends and he pressed the record button and we made those recordings available for people for a, a membership. And it was, it was absolutely extraordinary. This was before really that, that kind of media was very prevalent, especially the idea that like, oh, you know, people are willing to help support an organization by subscribing for something like this. And we came right out of the gate in 2003 
with this basically podcast series with Ken Wilber himself being in the center as the host. I got to say, you know, that guy has some pretty amazing hosting talents. Like Ken obviously has a million things to say about a million different topics. But when he was talking with someone, one of the things I really always appreciated was he made whoever he was talking to the central focus point of that discussion. And Ken will complement it and supplement it with all sorts of his own kind of integral ideas. But the focus was so intimate whenever he was engaging with people. And I always really, you know, I still aspire to that kind of engagement in, in my own programming. Ken, you know, in a lot of ways taught me how to speak to people <laughs> in a certain kind of way in this particular media format. It was just so good at it. And, you know, I think it started to gather quite a bit of attention, especially because, as I, as I mentioned, people didn't have access to Ken before that. They didn't have access to, they had access to like his artifacts, you know, the books he would write. But it was always a question of like, who is this Ken guy? I see his, his picture on, you know, the back of the book. I don't have a sense of his heart, right? I don't have a sense of even his spirit other than what he's given us kind of in text. And I think that sort of him turning around and actually sort of creating a public profile for himself, no, it wasn't something he was totally comfortable doing in those early days, but it came so naturally to him. And I think it, I think it really helped expand power and the potency of his message. Just being able to hear Ken Wilber in second person, you know what I mean? In relationship with other people, it was just cool. And the people he was bringing on were cool. You know, I mentioned like, you know, he was having like rock stars on Billy Corgan and Saul Williams. And, you know, we've had Pearl Jam on there, Serge Tonkian from System of a Down. Like Ken had sort of this, this aesthetic coolness to him that he would bring into the programming. And that was our, that was our first kind of, you know, major public project that we did together. We're also integral institute things happening, but that was mostly in the background. A lot of that never really made it to the surface. Certainly animated a lot of the conversations that were taking place in the Integral Naked podcast. And that lasted for a few years until basically we brought on a new CEO for the company. Ken, to his credit, began to recognize that he wasn't the best person to lead the organization. He had a lot of strengths, but organizational leadership was not one of them. And so he made a space for new leadership to come in. So that's when we had Rob Smith come in. He's just another person who's just absolutely dear to me and so close to my heart. It's just such a wonderful working relationship with Rob. It's funny because he's my boss, but it really doesn't, <laughs> doesn't feel that way. He gives me so much latitude to just sort of do my thing in real life and with you know the podcast that we currently have. I saw him a couple of days ago at the conference, yeah. by the way. And it was like, we hadn't seen each other for years. And immediately there was this deep affection and respect. It was beautiful. Yeah, and Corey, I want to say you've mentioned you've described what you do as a podcast at least a couple of times. I want to just say it feels much more than a podcast because you you have a portal uh, where you host different people and essays and writings and and videos and and just to and guide people to do the resources. It just feels like a much more multi-dimensional and multimedia resource than simply a podcast. Oh, well, thank you for saying so. I, I totally agree. In fact, I spent years hesitating with the word podcast, even though it like it perfectly describes the kinds of artifacts that we're making. It, it's always felt to me like that word almost devalues a certain kind of way. But at this point in the game, I feel like a word podcast has become so mainstreamed. People instantly recognize it as a particular kind of media and how it's delivered to you that 
I'm a little bit more okay with that these days. But I totally, I totally feel you. And and it, you know, it doesn't give credit to the fact that we also have video presentations and performances, and we have written materials and eBooks, and you know, it's a very multimedia publishing company. Integral Life is these days. And it all began with that seed from Integral Naked. Yes, and, and glad you said Integral Life because I wanted to make sure people knew, <laughs> heard the name, and and exactly. were able to find find you because it is a wonderful resource for Integral and for all comprehensive approaches to our, our contemporary issues. Yeah, that was that came with the transition as Rob Smith came on. We, we converted Integral Naked into Integral Life. The cool thing about that though is that it was a seamless transition. There was never any interruption in sort of the sequence and series of dialogues that we were doing. So it all just kind of, you know, it was just one day the site changed is basically what it kind of felt like. We went from a black site to like a white site. <laughs> and that was sort of the most major change that happened. And, you know, John, as I hear you reflecting on some of those early integral naked conversations, you know, one of the things that continues to blow me away is I can listen to a talk from 2004, 2005, let's say, and it is just as relevant, if not more so today, than it was when it was first recorded. That blows me away. It blows me away that A, 20 years into the game, we're still doing this, right? We still have this unbroken series of discussions that began in 2003. I'm astonished that we've been able to create this 20-year legacy for ourselves. But even more than that, it's beautiful to me how relevant those conversations still are. Still, I mean, again, even more so in, in certain kind of ways. I look at some of the, the political conversations that Ken was having with like Jim Turner and Jim Garrison back in the day and, you know, some of their predictions for you know, what, how the world would go, how politics would go. And it was like, yep, that came true. Yep, that came true. <laughs> yep, that came true. And it's, it's nice being able to return to that stuff. I call it our evergreen content because it never, it's never any less relevant than it was the moment it was recorded. So that's... It's cool being able to feel that, again, it's, it feels like a lineage in a certain kind of way. And yet there has been an evolution, and you were, you were beginning to trace the, the evolution and the changes you've seen in the integral movement, and uh, love to hear more about that. Yeah. Well, one of the, you know, aside from sort of some organizational changes that happened, you know, just sort of over time, as happens to organizations, you get new staff, you lose some staff. You no, know, that's, that's always happening. There's been any number of other sort of other projects that we've tried to get off the ground over the years, some successful, some not so successful, sort of an integral skunk works kind of in the background. And, you know, the nice thing about our model is the fact that we have integral naked and then integral life as this, you know, our supporting members are directly contributing and in fact, supporting the emergence of all these other projects. So we've got, you know, a number of projects actually right now that we're getting ready to release, which unfortunately I can't talk about. It's confidential for today, but if we we're having this conversation two or three weeks from now, it might be a little bit different. In fact, I'm going to suggest you guys, you bring Rob Smith on, talk about the cool stuff that we've been cooking up in the background because of the support that we receive from our members who make these kinds of projects possible. And we're all really, really excited for this series of initiatives that we're about to announce and bring to the surface soon, very soon. But in terms of you know the overall evolution of just the content and all that, I would say one of the biggest changes actually has been simply the fact that you know Ken's getting older and in some ways is kind of slowing down a little bit. So he's not doing like three dialogues a week with various people out in the field 
a lot of those duties have actually sort of come to me and it's somewhat changed, I think, the overall tone and structure of the content we do. So I'm not talking to, you know, big luminous names because I don't necessarily have a lot of access to those people. What I've been doing is finding sort of, you know, the, the half dozen to a dozen people who I recognize know this stuff typically better than I do. And I want to go deep with them. So I create sort of this series of platforms with Mark Fischler and with Dr. Keith Witt. Man, I love that guy so much. And we've done like 40, 50 different programs together. And every month I walk away just feeling like so inspired and like, here's my growth work for the month, right? And um, we should mention that uh, Keith Witt is a psychotherapist with whom you, you talk about uh, primarily psychotherapeutic and psychological issues. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I've got, I've got tons of stuff from. Keith, he's he's an extraordinary channel. Yep. Yep. And we got Jeff Salzman, who we all know and love. You know, he runs the the Daily Evolver platform and absolutely instrumental in terms of his loyalty and support of first Integral Institute and Integral Naked and now Integral Life, another just amazing human being. And to mention, just to fill in the picture, his emphasis is largely on political, social, mm -hmm. cultural issues. And so and uh, put these together. So it feels like in your dialogues with people and the people you're bringing onto this platform, you are helping fill out this vision with particulars and rich additions of factual, perspe perspectival, conceptual, filling out this encompassing theory of everything or theory that makes room for everything with particular topics and disciplines. I think that's a great characterization of what we do because, you know, again, Integral is so itself multifaceted. It can, it can provide so much utility for us in so many different ways, whether it's the kind of sense-making we were talking about earlier, which is something you see with Jeff's podcast and with things like Integral Justice Warrior. It's, it's helping us use the frame to make better sense of the chaos that we see in the headlines and in the world around us. And that, I think, is an invaluable piece of what Integral has to offer the world. But then there's also sort of the personal development stuff, right? So that's that's what Heath Witt and I are able to really deeply sort of explore together every month is like, here is the, here are the, the various shapes of the integral mind itself. And here's what we can do to deal with our traumas or deal with you know difficult personalities in our lives or to deepen our relationships it's all this sort of intrapersonal element and that's and that's critical too and that goes alongside things like integral life practice we have an entire platform of integral life practice which is john you do regular practices on which are these live practice session experiences with a practice leader in a community of others who are engaging in the same practice with you and we still have the cognitive sort of framework stuff, whether that's in, you know, episodes of the Ken show with Ken, where it's like, let's keep on sort of, you know, pushing this cognitive kind of thing forward as much as we can. And, and all, all of the beautiful thing is I can see how all of these feed each other. Right. And particularly for me as a guy who's sort of hosting multiple programs sort of along all of these different dimensions of, 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 of how to apply integral in our lives and in the world. I always notice how like, oh, I just did this talk with Ryan Olke, who's a, who's a Buddhist teacher, a mindfulness teacher. You know, we just did this great talk together and that's totally shaping the kind of show that I didn't do with Keith. And then there'll be some things that come out of my episode with Keith, which then inform the questions that I'm putting together 
for my next episode with Ken Wilber. And then back sort of around it goes. Love feeling like there's these patterns or these thematic kind of through lines that we're able to weave through these different shows, the multiple guests that we have involved in those shows. So that's that's been a big evolution. I mean, and then just for me personally, you know, I spent years absolutely terrified of the idea of like getting on camera or God forbid, public speaking. Like these were, you know, some of my biggest anxieties. I have uh, I've always had just a really bad kind of social anxiety coupled with sort of an imposter syndrome that made it really challenging for me to like get in front of a camera and kind of feel, you know, natural doing it. And that's been uh, a huge source of growth for me, actually. Just doing these shows has helped me relieve so much of that kind of accumulated anxiety and kind of just the buzziness that I've been carrying around with me as long as I can remember, really. I think we can call you a success story in that dimension, Corey. Yeah. You, you're done good. You're done good. I appreciate that. If you if you watch my first episodes with Ken, like I'm white knuckled. I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like carefully reading everything on my screen because I'm so overprepared and I'm just terrified of being sort of spontaneous. And doing these kinds of shows helped me learn how to just kind of trust the moment and trust myself and trust that. You know, something beautiful will emerge simply because I'm doing, I'm having a conversation with someone who I love and respect and admire, and something beautiful will come between us. So I think you just described one of the assumptions of our our podcast dialogues. We get incredible people uh, to talk with, and we just assume that something rich and wonderful, and new and contributory will emerge from it. And so far, it's been. That's pretty much I, been the way it's I, been. I think it always has. And there's there and there's something about that, you know, because there's a there's a trust in yourself and there's a trust in each other that allows you to to make music together, you know? And and especially when we're doing sort of our integral scales, we're practicing our integral scales. John, here's here's metaphors you'll love. You know, I often think of, you know, as we transition into integral, that's sort of like that's when we take the opportunity to tune our instruments, right? That's when we do the work. We do our shadow work and our waking up work and our growing up work. And we make sure we're we're looking at our various kind of multiple intelligences and you know, trying to figure out like where we're lagging behind, where we need a little extra support, where we really excel and you know, kind of want to keep pushing. That's sort of, you know, the first stage of integral is learning how to tune and play our own instruments so that at the next stage, at a more mature integral stage, we go from sort of the instrument to the symphony, right? Now that I've tuned my instrument, now that I've learned how to play, now that I know my scales, let's make music together, right? Let's like bring that instrument into the symphony of the world itself. And it's sometimes, it's a symphony that's always beautiful, but not always pretty. And, you know, Doing the work of sort of tuning our instrument allows us to contribute just that little bit and to to play along with others and to let something new emerge between us that didn't exist even just a moment before. And that's cool. There really is something um, jazz about that. Yeah. And one of the things I noticed about Ken in those early recordings, that these really brilliant people would ask him these really difficult questions mm -hmm. and he wouldn't even blink. It would just these really complex things. And I said, I know he'd not been thinking about this. And, and then later on, when I started teaching, I would notice that too. I'd get a question and immediately the answer would just kind of form in my head as that's part of this loop. And I, I said, and Roger's teaching definitely in what you're doing here, 
this is not, you know, you didn't think this all out. You're just in that transmittory zone that's pretty exciting and makes me feel okay that there's some really solid people in the integral movement who've come through the fires and the transformation who are, Ken is going to be okay. Yeah. When Ken you know, was on, he's left at this volumes and volumes of, of all the material he's produced, a superhuman amount of stuff that he's given us. But there's also leaders and there's individuals that can, that have been purified in the fire and humbled in the struggles and just been blessed by this whole project that you mentioned that it's it's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really good to see. Yeah. I, lo- I love that reflection, John. It's very tender. You know, I think that when it comes to Ken. I mean, that's a torch cannot possibly be passed from one person to another. There's never going to be another Ken Wilber, right? Absolutely. But what he is doing is he's igniting sort of that flame in every one of our hearts so that together we can continue unpacking and deepening and just bringing this into a world that so clearly needs it right now, right? I mean, that's, I think, the urgency that all of us are feeling is that, you know, we know that evolution is sequential, but it's never linear, right? There's always sort of those those ups and downs that we take, and we're always kind of bouncing around from chaos into order into new kinds of chaos and and so forth. But there's something just so incredibly inspiring and encouraging about, again, that integral vision especially as it gets expressed through each of us uniquely. Because, you know, John Dupuy, you have a particular invocation of integral that no one else has. It's totally unique to you. And that's your thumbprint and it's irreplaceable. And so do you, Roger, and hopefully so do I. And so does everyone in our audience. And the more we're able to sort of grow, you know, find the comfort to share authentically that that sort of passion and that flame that we feel in our hearts. Many of us, it was ignited for the first time by Ken. We get to then carry that into the world and hopefully continue igniting hearts and minds around the world as this thing continues to unfold. And it's 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 beautiful. I think, you know, the curse of Ken Wilber, when we look at sort of where we are socially, politically, economically, Etc. Today, the curse of Ken Wilber was that he was simply born twenty or thirty years ahead of his time. You know, sometimes I like to imagine uh, a Ken Wilber who's thirty years younger and showing up on like the Joe Rogan program and you know, sort of doing his thing on there. And and you know, that's that's because he was a pioneer. He was charting this territory before we really knew there was a territory to be charted. You know, as a result, he has left us this this amazing legacy continues to add on to that legacy. Again, you know, I get to do these shows with him every month. And when I when I talk with him, I try, I spend so much time trying to craft the list of questions that I ask him and how I'm asking him so that hopefully, you know, he feels understood enough in that moment to give us something new and to continue sort of adding on to his, you know, the the intellectual and the heart-based ideas that he's provided for us decades now. And that story continues indefinitely as far as I can tell. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a blessing being able to be with Ken, both as sort of a student, quote unquote, as well as a colleague, as well as a partner, and really just as a friend. It's been such a privilege to be able to do this with him and to feel his trust that I'm able to have similar kinds of conversations about him. That, that amount of trust that he's placed in me means the absolute world to me and the kind of friend that he's been to me over the years. You know, I, 
mentioned before, you know, my family went through some difficult errors several years ago with my daughter when she was born a chronic liver disease and had a liver transplant when she was one years old. And the way Ken supported me and the way Ken helped the rest of the integral community to support our family doing like a big fundraiser for us and all that. I mean, it, I'll never be able to pay that back, you know, and not that he expects anything in return, but like just not express how much it meant me to feel like, you know, someone like Ken Wilbur and, and people like our audience, our community were able to just take care of and protect my family. It's indescribable. Corey, trust me, you're paying it back, brother. Or That's sweet. Thanks, John. And it's beautiful hearing this. It feels like we just moved really into a beautiful hot space as you were reflecting on the gifts you received, Corey, and the privilege of doing the work you're doing. And I can feel your excitement and passion and gratitude around that. And it leads into the question that I think both John and I would like to ask, and that is, what is it that's exciting you most at this moment about the integral vision or movement or project? It's a great question. Again, it's a, it's a tough question. I pause only because, like I said to you earlier, I've spent so long sort of in the trenches with this work that it's rare I get the opportunity to pop my head out of the trench and sort of try to get a global view. So sometimes someone asks me like, what are you excited about right now? It's like, hmm, I don't know. What am I excited right now? I mean, the biggest thing that's come online for me personally in recent years, which is sort of related to my work with Integral in, in many obvious ways, but also is just sort of something of my own, is woodworking. So I've, I've, it's a newly discovered passion for me. I got into in my forties. Funny enough, I got into it when I when I bought my first house. It was sort of a new line of art that came with purchasing a house for the first time. So it's funny. I often say how how my art is the product of both states and structures, but in this case, structures is <laughs> is literal, like the actual physical structure that I found myself living in. So that's been that's been huge for me as I getting into woodworking. As I mentioned earlier, I launched. A art studio called visionlogics.com, where anyone who's interested can check out some of my artworks. Out of it is actually. I have a piece of your artwork on my wall, and it's very treasured. It's absolutely gorgeous. I'm not sure how you do it, but you use computer and traditional woodworking stuff, and they're never seen anything like them. I still, I still remember making yours. It was maple with desert ironwood inlays, I think. <gasps> it's it was... absolutely gorgeous. And it was a four quadrant piece, which is my most popular piece. I've actually got one behind me right now, which most people are probably listening to this in audio. That's okay. Check out visionlogics.com and you'll see some of my quadrant pieces. Yeah. And the idea there was, you know, I've spent so long working with Integral in a very abstract way. And I'm doing it all on my laptop and, you know, I'm oftentimes working on my couch and, you know, there's, there's a piece of it as engaged with the material as I am, there's always a piece of it that still felt sort of abstract. I'm just pushing ones and zeros around on my computer screen. And eventually this culminated into a desire to create something that I could actually like hold in my hands. You know what I mean? Something tactile, something sensual. And where that led me was the idea of taking some of these integral symbols and diagrams have generated so much meaning for so many of us over the years. Big, beautiful ideas that really, until that point, had only existed as like some lines and some words on a piece of paper in a, in a Ken book. I wanted to take those ideas and kind of pull them down right into the flesh and sort of present them as beautifully as I feel like the, the ideas themselves 
deserve to be expressed. So that was, you know, what began a lot of my my woodworking pieces. I've done pieces on the four quadrants and we call the fourth turning of Buddhism, you know, any number of other projects and and others, you know, some non-integral related stuff. I've got like nine inch nails pieces I've made. I made a Grateful Dead piece for my parents because adorably they became big deadheads in their older years. That I find <laughs> funny and fascinating. That's that's been that's been huge for me. That's that's given me a place to go, you know, by myself. I go into my 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 workshop and lose myself the art. And it's been very, very good. It's like it could be very grounding and very almost holy and just help you, you know, transform by putting this into beautiful form that nobody's done before. It's really something, Corey. Yeah. And hopefully this will get on YouTube one of these days that people can see work that's behind you. Corey, there's, uh, there's a logical question that follows this, which I'd love to ask and both John and I <laughs> early on decide we really want to ask. And that is, You've been at the heart of the Integral Project for, as you said, 20 years. You've watched, you've been in a privileged position to see how it's evolved and changed and grown and matured and filled out. Where do you see it going? What's your, what do you see as the, its movement into the future? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think for one thing, as Integral continues to mature in the world, I think that one thing that's beginning to come online is a better sense of how to actually apply it in the world in a way that actually generates real impact, right? So I think what we're going to start seeing over the next several years is a series of initiatives that are explicitly integral, even if it's trying to translate integral in friendly ways that you know you don't necessarily need to read a Ken book to quite to quite understand. So I think that there's a piece of it that's going to inevitably and again, I think it already is in certain important ways, but it's going to become more immediately applicable as we use the framework and our own sense-making that comes out of the framework to identify sort of those you know, pressure points, you know, lever points, fulcrums, where a little bit of effort can make a huge difference. And it feels like that is a muscle intelligence that is being sort of developed right now first time. So I think in a certain kind of way, we're, we're shifting from sort of just thought and passion that doesn't have really place to go, right? Into actually finding a place to go, into actually finding. And we've already seen precursors of this with things like Integral Without Borders, which is a project that our friend Gail Huchachka was involved in. I mean, there are already people who are taking this sort of into the streets, so to speak. And one of the things that I'm most excited for is you know, Roger, I know that years ago you wrote an article for the Journal of Integral Theory and Practice talking about the state of sort of the integral enterprise. And you, you, I think you used the phrase cognitive minority, describe sort of, you know, the, the group of people who constellated around Ken's work. I think we are still that in a lot of ways. We're a very deep but somewhat narrow niche, right? But I think coming out of that niche are people who are learning how to become more skillful when it comes to actually enacting social transformation. It feels to me like this is the next beat is, is you know, we've done all of the work. Well, not all, not all the work because there's an endless amount of work to be done, but we've all done some work in our own interiors in terms of growing up, right? Doing our best to sort of evolve through these multiple stages of development, waking up, right? Uh, trying to find a, a source of spiritual awakening that we can 
align ourselves to and with cleaning up, you know, trying to find all of those biases and blind spots and shadows that are preventing our ongoing growing up and waking up in the first place. But the thing about this is this is all taking place sort of in here. This is all taking place in my head behind my eyes, right? And it's necessary work in order for us to do that next step, which is, which Ken calls showing up, right? This is where all of that work that we've done, all the personal development that we've done on our own oftentimes is able to kind of spill out. It spills out into our relationships. It spills out into our behaviors and actions in the world. And it spills out into various strategies of engagement that we have with the rest of the world. And I think that that is something that we're going to start seeing with the next phase of Integral. It's sort of a collective showing up project as we figure out what the most pressing issues and challenges are, which of those challenges would benefit from Integral point of view and a perspective and a framework, and then how to actually you know, identify the levers that need to be pulled in order to create that kind of systemic change. You know, Corey, in the early days when we get together, I mean, that just the just the love and the inspiration and all the stuff we were going through was was brilliant. But a lot of us didn't know how can we make a living mm. doing this stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And at the, the integral conferences uh, that I've been to lately, the IEC, Vince Ganti and his his team, they're fantastic. And in, in Hungary, you all go. And the one we just did, I find most of the people now have gone out taking these ideas and are using it in their their perspective, you know, their businesses. I took it into alcohol treatment and, and mm-hmm. recovery from addiction. And then later on into uh, I Awake Technologies, core idea being integral practice. You know, we've got to do this work and here's some great tools to do that. So it was actually it's made me able to support myself and support others. And uh, that's that's a, that's a huge step too. It's so encouraging, isn't it? Because yeah, because people need to feed their families, right? I mean, it's so long as integral remains sort of like something on the a hobby, right? Integral can't be a hobby, especially for the people who actually want to genuinely devote themselves to it. It's got to be more than a hobby. But in order for that to to be possible, you, you got to be able to make a livelihood. Now, some people are able to do it, able to carve out an explicitly integral career for themselves. Other people have, you know, already have established careers that they're able to sort of integralize, right? Like I've got, you know, a good friend who is a high school teacher and become a high school teacher because of Ken, but as a high school teacher, you know what he's doing? He's teaching his students, Ken Wilber. They're reading Ken Wilber books with, uh, with high school uh, juniors and seniors, which also blows me away that like these younger generations continue to pick up on Ken's work. And I am just incredibly excited to see what kinds of careers those kids end up creating for themselves. But the fact that like it just it keeps going and that the flame of that torch continues to spread from heart to heart to heart to heart is extraordinary. And and yeah, John, I agree. When I look at the number of people who are able to support themselves today doing integral work versus 20 years ago, you know, when I first started 20 years ago with Ken, I was making like $400 a month, you know, because there was no, it was all volunteer. There was no money to pay. You know, there were no careers here. Uh, Here we are 20 years later and there are more people than ever creating a genuine sort of marketplace. And sometimes hesitate with language like that because I feel like people, you know, like, oh, you're being 
you know, Annabelle can't survive without capitalism or something like that. And it's like, well, no, that's like, we live in a world today that is driven on the engines of capitalism. And if we want this thing to keep moving, you gotta, you know, again, you gotta put food on the table. The fact that more people these days can incredible to me. Beautiful. And, and uh, there's so much in what you said. And again, to kind of summarize, you've, you've, you've pointed to the fact that the growing movement to apply integral in multiple fields and, and you have on your, on your program on integral life, people like Mark Fischler, integral lore. And you've mentioned Keith DeWitt with the psychotherapy and politics and a large number of fields that increasing, ever increasing number of fields that people are, are embodying and applying integral in. And hope, fortunately, more of them able to do that. And as you said, feed the family at the same time. And yet a, a crucial part of the book of integral application is, as you implied, and I really want to highlight this, that to live into the integral vision and to apply it skillfully requires a requires psychological and contemplative and spiritual work on oneself so as to to grow and heal and mature as fully as possible so as to be an optimal instrument of service once again the integral vision is a kind of bodhisattva aspiration to grow yeah. and mature and become the most effective instruments of help and healing and awakening and maturity that we can be yeah and it's a wonder it's an inspiring vision and, yeah. uh, Corey, you've just been at the heart of this and uh, yeah. just such deep gratitude to you for all you've contributed and the number of people you've touched and the, the sheer uh, delight of hearing your excitement and inspiration in this is is always, always a gift for me. And I, I just uh, gained so much from the programs you've done with Ken, but also with so many other people. And I want to thank you for all that work and for your being with us. Yeah, this has been extraordinary. Thank you so much, Corey. It's just what we were, well, our plan, our hope, our prayer was that we have these, these conversations that would be transformational and they keep working me. And uh, you really inspired and deeply touched me and personally and the big picture and the big mind and the big heart and all of that in so many ways, just the transmission you gave us today has been spectacular. And I really right. appreciate it, Corey. Right tell you what that means to me guys i really do you know i'll say again you are two of my absolute favorite people i've upped up to and admired both of you for pretty much as long as i've known you roger i think i first heard your name in like a ken book one taste and then i you know i remember meeting you at ken's house for the first time and you know some of the jokes that we exchanged you, you guys mean the world to me it's just it's so cool this series that you guys are doing together i can't think of two better people to, to helm a series like this. And I'm just so glad that you guys found each other and are doing what you do. Ken often says, often quotes, I can't remember who said it originally, the, the Renaissance was participated in by a total of about a thousand people. I think the integral Renaissance has its version of that. Probably going to take a little more than a thousand, right? And, I, and Ken always leaves out the fact that those thousand people for the Renaissance were like the most elite and wealthy people of their time. So it's a little bit different for us, but I absolutely consider you guys part of that thousand that is making this integral transformation possible in the first place. Indebted to you guys. Thank you so much for all that you do and for inviting me onto this program. This was so much fun. It's just a lot of fun to talk about this stuff. It is. We are all so privileged. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, guys. 
Today's episode was brought to you by iAwake Technologies. Visit the Deep Transformation website to find out more about iAwake's audio tools designed to wake us up, grow us up as a part of our daily deep transformational practice. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Deep Transformation podcast, and we greatly appreciate your comments, suggestions, and questions. Thank you for all you are and all you do. From John, Roger, and the Deep Transformation team.